Hey, this is Paul Chabot. Welcome to another episode of the Paul Chabot Show, where we focus on keeping America strong. And our sponsor, GOP Agent, gopagent.com. Work with a Republican real estate agent to help you sell or buy a home. Look, today's episode is another critical one, talking about keeping our country strong. Have you had difficulty maybe uh, ordering a car, uh, waiting for a certain product to come in, or maybe you heard about all the challenges that we had with uh, pharmaceuticals and getting the right uh, balance here to our states uh, when folks needed help? When we think about our country and all the great inventions that we have come up with, from the airplane to the car to putting the first man on the moon, you got to ask yourself, do we have the capability um, to not only do these great things again today with new ideas, but do we have the infrastructure here at home to be able to make that happen? And look, let's be honest. Uh, the answer should be a resounding no. No, we don't. And here's why. There is a huge missed opportunity in this country uh, to really make this nation strong at home. And what do I mean by that? Remember in the good old days, you might have heard from your parents or grandparents about jobs. Certainly, you know, having jobs here are important. Um, but how about all the blue collar jobs that have disappeared across this country? Uh, whether it was steel, and God bless those that have brought those jobs back home, uh, or pharmaceuticals overseas, or chips in other countries, right? That are important. These basic chips—they're not—they're not fancy. They're not expensive. There's nothing quite to it. It's just the production of a very basic product. And look, as a conservative Republican, I'm all for capitalism. But there's a problem, I think. Uh, within corporate America, and I absolutely see the greed component to it, that capitalism certainly is what keeps America strong. But more importantly, it's the small businesses, the 80% across this country, many of which are struggling today. But you got to say to yourself, if you're a patriot and you love this country and you want to keep this country strong, shouldn't we keep our production here at home? And then how do we translate that to the American public about buying American made? Because quite honestly, yes, there's going to be potentially some higher prices, right? Um, that's just the nature of it, comparing to have somebody in China uh, build your toy. I remember as a kid going into Walmart. And when you first walked into Walmart, there was a sign. Uh, you looked up where you got your carts as soon as you walk in the doors. And there was a big sign that said, we buy American whenever we can, so you can too. Uh, have you seen that sign lately in the last one or two decades? No. Uh, you don't quite see that really anywhere. In fact, if you go into Walmart or Target or anywhere and pick an item off the shelf, uh, if it's not a grocery item, odds are it's not made in America. And companies did this to uh, cut the bottom line, to be able to be more profitable to their shareholders. But I think, you know, now we need to have a come to Jesus moment in this country about the strength of our nation and who our adversaries are. And this concept that I'm going to do a little bit more talking to you about, about uh, friend shoring, that's uh, a, not a, necessarily a new concept, but it might be more of a new buzzword to many of you, but it's important. Uh, you've heard about offshoring, right? Jobs going offshore, literally, um, for production. What in the world is friend shoring? Well, when we think about the importance of keeping this country strong, 
how do we then ensure that either A, we are making things here at home, or at least we're working with countries that support our nation and are not adversaries? Isn't it crazy to think that so much of what is produced and brought to this country comes to us from China? China, the very country that we see as our biggest threat in the Pacific. China, the very country that steals our military and our corporate secrets. China, the very country today that uh, sees no boundaries of land that will challenge nations around them for supremacy. And look, in China's eyes, I guess, why would they not? How long has China been around? Well, a long, long time. In fact, China's been around so long, they've seen empires come and go. And so how do they look at America? We've been around just a fraction of the time that China has been in existence. And so should we be concerned at, at all that a large number of our products are produced in China, a country which we clearly see as an adversary? And by the way, that is nothing new. We've seen them as an adversary for a long time. So here's the question of corporate America, right? I'm a patriot, serve in the military, love this country. Why in the world would you produce something in a country that doesn't like the very country that you're from? Does that make any sense? Uh, and then from a political perspective, ladies and gentlemen, why are our elected officials not proudly talking, well, some are, proudly talking, broadly talking about either A, bringing jobs home or at least putting them into some friendly countries, right? Do we need to be mass producing anything in China today? No, uh, we don't. But listen, uh, the shops are there. The, the, the industrial makeup has their footprint the cheap labor is there. And so this concept of friend shoring is quite simple. Who's your friends? And who are you doing business with uh, for production? We should never in this country ever again worry about having what we need to be able to survive uh, in a dramatic event. Or God forbid, World War III, we've got to outsource and bring certain product here to step it up. Now, look, uh, I believe in the American spirit. And if God forbid there ever was a World War III, uh, without a doubt, it would be all hands on deck across this country. Well, we would hope, right? Now, how about the basic products of what we need to step up? Could we make that happen? If you watch the old World War II movies and how quick our country made ships and tanks and guns and how the men went to the battlefield and the women were serving in these factories doing jobs that men had traditionally done and how we all work together. Now, also part of friendshoring concept, if we think about the survivability and then strength of our great nation for our children and grandchildren, you got to think about the resiliency of this. We want to be able to produce products here in this country to be able to serve this country. Now, look, without a strong America, the world literally falls apart. We should know that. Uh, I am not an isolationist. I'm a conservative Republican. I believe in our military. I believe that a strong military uh, worldwide for the United States keeps the world peaceful. And in that sense, uh, keeps our economy here at home strong and our kids safe from going off to war. But wherever we retreat, evil raises its head. 
And look, I'm glad to see uh, Ukraine. I mean, who would have believed, but doing what they're doing, standing up against an evil empire as Ronald Reagan so rightfully named them. But could we do that today here at home? Look, we've got a hard enough time right now recruiting men and women to join our military because they're not physically or mentally fit for the job. Well, that should scare us. But think about Pearl Harbor. The statistics, the numbers, the polling showed that before Pearl Harbor was attacked by Japan, the majority of the Americans did not want to enter that war against Germany. Now, once we were attacked, that changed overnight, changed on a dime. We saw the threat. The polling obviously went the other way, and we got in the war. And had it not been for the United States getting into that war, I will arguably say that Germany would have won in Europe. Japan uh, would have won in Asia. Those two nations then would have put a stranglehold on this country because by then, most of Europe, all of Europe would have fallen. It was just Great Britain that was left standing. And without them, then who would, was left to fight with us? God bless the Aussies, the Canadians, small numbers. Russia not really seen as an ally of uh, either us or to General George Patton, who I love, uh, or obviously the Germans who attacked them. But do we have that ability to do that today? And do we have the products here at home to be able to make sure that we are a safe and prosperous nation? So if, and my position is, as conservatives, if we believe in keeping our country strong, we've got to be able to keep these core jobs here at home for production, or at least look at this friendshoring concept and ensure that our production is no longer linked to nations that don't like our country. It's simple. We could move many of those jobs back home. We need those here. We know now that a college degree is not essential or required for success in this country, right? This country was built upon the labor of our hands and of what we created and the ingenuity of the freedom that our founding fathers fought for that allowed this nation in such a short amount of time to be able to excel to its place where now we've got a question, how long can we stay at the top or are we still at the top? Look, China's economy will likely overtake our economy here very soon. Their production, their population, their military, they are outflanking us in the Pacific. We don't have the resources there to be able to compete. And look, nobody wants war. We all want peace. But we are not a one global world. We are many different nations. And not all nations obviously believe in freedom. And so freedom, the, the challenge to freedom anywhere is our very essence for ensuring that we are strong here at home so we can support our allies when needed and obviously support ourselves from any sort of not only physical attack, but an economic attack where we don't have the resources. So friendshoring is simple. It's making sure that where we are producing, we are producing with allies, true allies. And you got to ask yourselves, well, who really are our true allies uh, today? Well, in the military, we have our five eyes. We know who they are. But we also know historically that there are nations that we can count upon when the going gets tough. But then the other question is, do we even need friend shoring? What is, why are we producing things in other countries that we can easily produce here? 
This is the United States of America. Do we not have nearly everything that we need here? Of course we do. Of course we do. Steel. My grandmother worked in the Pittsburgh steel mills for her, her entire first career. Uh, and this is you know, back in the World War II and forward generation where all of her brothers fought in World War II. They, pri- they had pride in themselves in Pittsburgh. Well, these steel mills have collapsed. Uh, we have an attack on coal. We have an attack on oil. We have an attack on so much of the industry that makes this country great that our independence obviously is not sound. Just look at how much you're paying for gas today. There's no reason. Well, there is a reason. It's because of politicians. Uh, The inability for us to build or the lack of political will to allow for additional refinery of the oil of what we already have. And it's crazy that we're importing this from nations that quite honestly don't really care for us can hold us hostage economically. The money that you're paying out of your pocket every day going into a foreign nation for items that we could easily produce here at home. And I think honestly, our our friends around the globe need to understand this too. They need to understand that we need to bring these jobs home to keep America secure so that the world is peaceful. At least that's my take on it. Uh, This program, uh, Paul Chabot Show, focuses on these core items that are supposed to keep our nation strong. Our sponsor, GOP Agent, is about working with a Republican agent that represents your values to help you sell or buy a home. Uh, that way, the money that they earn from the proceeds of the sale or purchase of a home that you're involved with does not go to support a radical candidate. Why? Because many realtor associations give to Democrats or leftist candidates that go against your values. So a GOP agent co-sponsor this program. They work in all 50 states across this country, help you buy or sell a home, gopagent.com. So with friendshoring, think about the products of where we're, what we're buying and how easy it is to think about saving money. And we're in tough economic times, and I understand that. But I also think that as conservatives, as Republicans, we, we, we support capitalism. We know that it's a core aspect of this. But let me ask you something. Does the left have something right in the one frame where they discuss the greed? Well, I think so. I think so. If we are continuously shipping our jobs overseas, and we have an ability to make them here at home. You got to ask yourself that. Now, look, this can't happen in every state in America, right? Uh, I would not set up uh, uh, a corporation or have manufacturing in a blue state. Stay out of California, right? Stay out of New York, stay out of Washington, stay out of Oregon. Bring the jobs home, but bring them to states where they are a right-to-work state because the unions in this country, God bless them, there was a purpose for them. And they were great. Now, they are radicalized leftists. They're jacking the price up for minimum wage at, my God, uh, McDonald's, which, you know, these should be starter jobs, not career jobs. So from the corporate perspective, if we're going to bring jobs home, we need to be reasonable about it and bring them to states in this country where they are right-to-work states. We don't have union and leftist control that are going to decimate these corporations and quite honestly drive them into bankruptcy. And so that's the balance that I think we as conservatives need to have that, yes, we want to see these jobs come home, but let's bring them home to states that are not going to tax them, that are not going to raise rates so high, so far, so fast that it just, it's unprofitable to do business in this country. So from a political perspective, these are the things that our elected officials need to run on. And the things that we need to keep close 
to our heart every day is looking at our children and our grandchildren and saying, what kind of nation do we want them raised in? And what kind of nation will they have in the future? Right now, so many jobs are done on home, uh, at home or from Zoom. Uh, technology is a core part of the American economy. But when you think about the struggles right now in Silicon Valley, well, look, if it wasn't for Silicon Valley, California would not have an economy, would not have a tax base. Uh, there are fleeting moments that come and go with economics in the world historically. And do, are we resilient as the United States of America to be able to carry on? And right now, if we want to talk about a national security strategy for this country, it's about bringing jobs home. Look, we need the jobs. We know that we have a love and passion for our middle class. When you lose the middle class of your country, you've lost your country in America. When all you have left is your working poor and your coastal liberal elite and your middle class and your small business owners are vanquished, you no longer have a democracy. So take a look at California. Your middle class is largely gone and your small businesses are fleeing. You have largely working poor in California, which if you're making under 100 grand today in that state, that's probably working poor based on how much you're paying for house and tax and fuel and regulations and everything else. But then you get your coastal elite living behind their gated fences, which feel safe and happy. That's not America, uh, ladies and gentlemen. That's not what our founders intended, but that's unfortunately what has been created. And the strong America that we love, that we want to see endure, requires us to challenge ourselves and our elected officials to talk about American pride, American exceptionalism for every single one of us. And that we hope that these blue states will see when these jobs begin to come home, that they're coming home to red states for a reason, that the electeds in these blue states will finally have a come to Jesus meeting and understand the harm that they've done to their state, uh, the radical thinking, and not allow that to happen anymore. Like that's not going to happen anytime soon, though, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I think the heels are dug in on the left, and I think on the right, uh, we have people who don't quite understand it, uh, maybe are cowardly or are in bed with certain organizations that would rather see simply cheap labor overseas and a complete disregard uh, for the strength of our nation. And so at the end of this, this is the question. This is the question. Wouldn't, would you go into a store? Would you prefer to purchase something made in America or made in China? And yes, Obviously, wouldn't it be great if they both cost the same? But if they did, let's say they both cost the same, you would obviously pick one made at home, right? Why? Because you love this country and you want to see it built here at home. What if we did more in this country to tell the stories about the factories, about the economics, showing these middle-class families thriving, working collectively? Look, we all need, as much as we go farther and farther into technology and platforms, we're always going to need physical product. And the wild card on this is automation, obviously. Look, um, I don't know why cities get all excited about bringing a warehouse to your town, especially an Amazon warehouse. Uh, most of those jobs are automated and you're clogging up your roads and freeways and stuff with trucks. But look, I get it, right? That's, that's what we've got. By the way, most of those products in the warehouses, not from America. Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great if we had a national security strategy talking about American exceptionalism, where we truly honored the American worker in our business, right? Until we get there, until we get to that point 
We've got to look at friend shoring, bringing our jobs, if not at least all home, at least putting them in our allied countries that truly support and love this country. That way there is never hostility that we have to worry about. We don't have to worry about. Think about that. These certain things should keep you up at night. If there, no matter where you live in this country, if there's a national catastrophe, right? If you earthquake country, tornado country, hurricane, it knocks out everything. How many days of food do you have, right? Uh, most Americans don't have much. We depend on the government, which we should not. But it's the same sense here of if things go to hell in the world, is your home, and I mean your home as the United States of America, able, able to still go forward strong in a very competitive and dangerous world today where our adversaries are catching up to us on every single front? Because will we survive as one of the youngest nations in the world compared to others like China that have been here forever? Will we still survive? And will your grandchildren still survive? Will we be here? Well, that's it for the Paul Chabot Show. Again, please continue to stay with us as we discuss these critical items about keeping America strong. And we again like to encourage you to support our agents at gopagent.com. That's gopagent.com. God bless and take care. 